1: And my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honored to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Kristen Chester is the founder or chief caftanista of Danu, an up-and-coming sustainable women's wear brand focused on creating bold, pattern-forward clothing that helps women bring out the most colourful, enlivened and powerful versions of themselves. Kristen is a recovering workaholic who left her successful high-powered corporate gig to pursue her passion after being diagnosed with breast cancer. Kristen is learning how to navigate the world of being an entrepreneur while simultaneously being a mum and a cancer survivor. Her mission is to help other women find and unearth their bold, vibrant spirit, no matter what challenges they're going through. I was moved by Kristen's story and I'm honoured to share it with you, knowing that her journey has led her to her purpose to now bring colour and light into what was once darkness. Welcome, Kristen, to The Ethical Evolution.
2: Hi, I'm excited to be here.
1: Now, I'm super excited to see you today uh, coming to us all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Can you tell us, for those who don't know you, who you are and what you do?
2: Yeah, hi, um, my name is Kristen Chester and I am the founder and what I like to call the chief caftanista of um, a brand new up and coming sustainable women's wear brand that focuses on bright, bold, pattern forward, sustainable um, caftans and jumpsuits. Um, And yeah, I'm just excited to be here on the podcast and, and get to know you more and share a little bit about what I'm up to and a little bit about my story.
1: Now, um, I love the fact that you're embracing caftans and jumpsuits, which are becoming all the rage. Um, And am I right? You're wearing one right now.
2: I am. I am. I've got to be able, you've got to live the life, right? If you, uh, I've got to embrace it.
1: Now, the thing I love about your designs and, and the fabric that you're using, it's very bold and very bright and you're living yes. life large. That's what I love about it. It's it's a statement. It really is a statement. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's luxe. It's like it's really gorgeous. Lots of golds and blues and depth and and texture. Absolutely love it. So where did the inspiration come Thank from? You.
2: Yeah. So um I wasn't living this kind of bold, bright, colorful life, just even a couple of years ago. Um, But um, two years ago, so in January 2020, right, just right as the pandemic was starting to unfold, I was um, six and a half months pregnant with my beautiful son, Rowan. He's about to turn two years old um, in a a couple of weeks. And um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so as you can imagine, um, it was Incredibly shocking and traumatizing. I come from a line of my mom um, had breast cancer. She's a survivor. My grandmother had breast cancer. She passed away of it in her early fifties. My great grandmother had breast cancer. Um, she passed away of it in her seventies. Um, I had been genetically tested. Um, I didn't have any of the genes. I was doing early mammograms. Um, however, um, because I was pregnant, I didn't get a mammogram that year. Um, and I, I just within two months of being pregnant, I felt something was off. Um, I, there was pain in my, in my right breast. Um, I brought it up to my, my doctor and, you know, as normal, Hey, your body's changing, you're producing milk. Um, you know, let's just monitor it, but it should just be absolutely normal. And then at about six ish months pregnant, I remember I was walking my two dogs in this beautiful kind of, um, it's like a park, but it's more like woods near, near my house. And I sat down and I just had this knowledge and this feeling that said something is very wrong. Something is very wrong. And I um, immediately called my doctor, got in the next day, um, was able to go for screening the next week. But at that point, they're like, still, it's just something to do with with the pregnancy and and your changing body. Um and I ended up, I was actually, um, I was in Mexico the following week cause I, I was a management consultant and my client was down there. So I had gone down for work and I got the call saying, Hey, guess what? It came back cancerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so flew home as fast as I could. Uh, my parents flew out, my family flew out from California and we started a, a really, um, long and, and, and tough journey, um, I was able to do chemo while I was pregnant, which I didn't know was a thing Mm -hmm. until, you know, you have to face that. Um, I did two big rounds of chemo. So one before my son Roan was born, one afterwards. Um, And then I took a break for about a month and then had a double mastectomy and reconstruction. And then I had a number of follow-on surgeries. So overall, it was about a year and a half, a year to a year and a half. um, And... During this time, I, um, I just, I mean, you, you look and you feel your worst. If any anybody who's been through this or who has family members who've been through this, and and so many of us have, unfortunately, um, just know that it takes it all out of you. Um, and I had just given birth; I had a newborn. Um, it was the pandemic; we were in quarantine, and I, um, you know, I just was kind of at my lowest and. I remember passing by a mirror, you know, I had been losing my hair. I didn't look like myself. I didn't feel like myself. And I looked in the mirror and I just said, this isn't you. And there is this colorful, bold, bright, beautiful person underneath. And I don't see her anymore. And I was just desperate because there's not a lot I could change, right, about my treatment or how I was feeling physically but I just wanted something that was beautiful and bright and vibrant to wear that would make me feel alive. Um, and that also needed to be incredibly comfortable. And so the idea for my brand, Danu, was born really out of that um, and that experience and, and this need to say, okay, there's, I want something that is, is, helps me feel vibrant and alive and full of life.
1: And can I say, you have absolutely nailed that. Um, (laughs) um, I mean, oh my gosh, you know, like (laughs) most people would not – still be here, you know, after all you've been through. Um, and can I just say, for those who cannot see you right now, you are absolutely yeah. radiant to this day. Oh, thank you. So, thank um, you, you know, congratulations on getting through thank all of you. that. Um, you know, a bloody pandemic, um, <laughs> cancer, pregnancy, and oh, hey, let's just do a fashion brand while we're at it.
2: <laughs> right, right. Let's try. Let's give it a shot. I mean, I, you know, I will say I, I, it took me about a year. I just joked around about it right? for a year. And and obviously I was in recovery and then I was going back to work and I was adjusting to being a new mom. And I just joked around about it for a year. And then I actually ended up back in the hospital um, because of complications to my my reconstruction. And I was there for about a, a week and I will be honest, I was totally bored. I had gone through all of the Netflix. I had, you know, watched everything. Um, my son was at home. I was, you know, sad. And I just I that's so I Googled, how do you start a fashion brand? And <laughs> I and and it led me kind of down this path. And that was last June, July. Um, and so now we're kind of coming up I'm almost on a year, and um it's been an amazing um, amazing ride that I, 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 didn't expect to happen in my life.
1: Yeah. And I mean, gosh, yeah. you know, uh, trauma sometimes brings us purpose and, yes. um, you've well and truly taken that and done something with it. And, you know, like starting a fashion brand is not easy, but to start one that's sustainable, that's a whole other thing, right? So yeah, talk, talk us through how you right. made that choice.
2: Yeah. So, um, Well, A, I mean, before this experience, like I was never, I had never thought I would ever get into fashion. I was never, I was never very artistically creative, right? Where I thought I wasn't. Um, I, you know, was never into fashion. I mean, I love style and, and stuff like that, but, um, it was just, I was never in that world or that industry, um, but I did a lot of work with a bunch of organizations. I was in leadership and, and leadership development and leadership coaching. And um, and I read a, a lot of books and tried to educate myself as much as possible. And one of my, um, I think the most profound business books I ever read was Yvonne Chouinard, who's the CEO of Patagonia, um, his book called Let My People Go Surfing. And it is to this day, what I like consider almost like my business Bible of how, why organizations exist, right? And and that there is a purpose to an organization beyond just creating a product or a service and creating a profit. And I always knew that even though I didn't know I was going to go into fashion, right, or starting my own fashion brand, I knew I wanted to start my own business and that there had to be that bigger purpose component to whatever I did. And I also believe in, if you're going to do something, you should try to do it right from the start. You're not going to get it right, right, immediately. But um, if I know that, you know, I mean, fast fashion and, and, and fashion in general is such a huge contributor to, um, to our climate crisis, that there are so many issues when we're talking about ethical and fair labor, fair labor around the world, um, I just knew for me, I needed to do it as right as i could from the get-go i think that um, i'm definitely not doing it perfectly now um, but i'm going in as open and transparent as i can and with the with the goal of continuously improving continuously making more sustainable choices always making ethical choices that will always be um, there's just no no wavering on that
1: yeah and you know i've had um, many conversations on this show with people who you know are in sustainable fashion are fashion designers or yeah. even are designers um you know uh, you know of homes and things like that mm-hmm. um You know, there's so many choices we can make um, that make an impact. And I think the key thing is, yeah, we're never going to get it 100%. um, But we just have to start. It's the small changes and it's that collective change bit by bit. If we all do our bit, that's how the change happens.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Exactly. And I, I'm
2: very much of the thinking, right? Like I am just a very small, tiny baby brand right now. But if all the small, tiny baby brands, right? And we're just starting, right? And, and the bigger brands um, made, you know, even just tried, right? And, and made, they don't, you know, have to make everything sustainable, but even, I mean, eventually that's the goal, right? But even making, a number of like a couple of decisions that are are more on the sustainable track, we would be so much further along.
1: So, Mm. and I think, you know, when we, when we think back to fast fashion and um, it's something that I I love to talk about when I do, talk to someone in fashion is that, because I actually had my own t-shirt line that I introduced oh, cool. a couple of years ago. Well, there was a few of them actually. And I was very conscious to make the decision that they were, you know, organic, ethical, you know, everything was sustainable. Um, and that there was, there was heart to the product. It wasn't just, yes. uh, you know, something you could throw away and that was, had no meaning. Um, right. But these, when you do that, it costs more. Um, so that's, that's the tricky thing is that you've got to have that, you know, you, you get what you pay for. Um, so, you know, if you want something that's sustainable and ethical and does make an impact, you do have to pay for it.
2: No. And, and I think that's, and it's part of, right. The, and I'd like the education piece and also the role, right. Mm. That brands and companies can play is, they have the knowledge right into the choices that they're making and why they're making those choices. And, and they have the ability to help educate their clients, their customers on why those choices are being made. And then that end customer, you know, they have the right, and they they can choose whether to purchase that or not. Right. Mm. Um, but I do think I believe at least for me, it's part of my role, right. As An owner of a company, owner of a brand, to help educate my customers and and uh, allow them to make the choices that they're going to make. But it does, you know, it's it costs more, right? Um, I mean, just from a the the types of materials that are available, because. They're not as plentifully made, right? It is more difficult to make them. Um, there are they're only sourced in certain ways. Um, they are, you know, it's um, sourced from certain types of materials. Um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, to the the labor component, right? I mean, I think we're all, well, not we're all, but I think many of us have seen and through the news, through media, right, the kind of horrific, um, um, you know, conditions that so many garment workers work in across the world, yet it's very easy for us to forget that when we're in the store and we see an a cute item or an item that we like that happens to be $20, $30, $50, $15, right? Um, it's very easy to have that disconnect, right? Cause you're not living it. So, um, Yeah, I just, I view it as part of my role as well to help at least be transparent about the choices I'm making so that the customers can be brought along that journey
1: yeah absolutely and i think um i don't know i don't know about you but i love it when uh, yeah. a brand actually tells the story behind the product and how it was created yeah. like you know to absolutely. the point where like they can put like a little qr code on it and, and direct you to you know where all the materials came from who the people were that made it and how they are rewarded you know all of these kind of things right through the supply chain and and even how you know the the materials for the fabric has grown you know right back right. to you know like we know cotton you know in general is really bad for the environment it uses a lot of water exactly. so right. you, you know just having that knowledge can make you understand better choices
2: absolutely I mean like I, I fundamentally believe that people are good and they are smart right and that they are when given the information right if they have the ability to right they will make right choice right not everybody has that ability based on their socioeconomic status um you know based on like that that may just not be in the cards for them um but i i honestly fundamentally believe that people are are good and that they are smart and if you treat them that way then they will they will act that way,
1: yeah. And I, I've been a guest on so many podcasts talking about decisions based on values. That's a that's a whole yeah. other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, when can we see more of these caftans?
2: Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to be launching our first collection in June. So I'm I'm planning a launch on June eighth, and you know, um, Casadano is you know the it's all about as I mentioned, kind of really helping individuals bring out that vibrant, bold, colorful, um, alive spirit. And, you know, for this first collection, I, I, I really wanted to create a story around this collection that was close to me and, and really meant a lot to, um, kind of the, the ethos that I'm bringing it out of this journey that I've been on. And so this first collection is called the Dolce Vita collection. And it is all about inspired by the beautiful Italian Riviera, um, Positano, Amalfi, drinking cocktails, right? While you're looking over the Mediterranean. Um, But the the spirit behind it is this concept of, I mean, it's really what I like to call like Italian mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. And it is all about, enjoying, you know, the sweetness of doing nothing, you know, just enjoying every single moment you have, because every moment is a gift. And that was just something that was so apparent to me after going through my healing journey over the past year and a half, two years, is I know that every single moment is a gift. And so that's what this entire collection is inspired about. It is a small collection. We're doing um, a caftan and kind of a coordinated set jumpsuit um, offered in three colors and then an exclusive uh, print. So I've been working with a fabulous artist to help to create a a print that's special to this collection and to Casa Danu. And in terms of the sustainable aspect, one element that I think is very important is I'm going about this as a presale. So, and that does a couple of things. Um, So that means, you know, if I launch on, on June 8th, then many, then customers may not receive that product until mid July. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's because they're being made to order. And so, and what that does for, it does a number of things, right? It is, I know going in what my, how much how much fabric I need, what colors I need, what sizes I need, how many I need to make, right? So I am decreasing the amount of inventory I'm holding. I'm decreasing any waste that could be happening. Um, I'm able to plan more effectively from a financial perspective as well. Um, and so that's the plan. We're planning on a launching kind of this first collection in June. And then my goal is to do probably three, you know, probably three collections a year, but all limited run. So, um, you know, you know, this, this collection is our first, so we're only looking to do around 200 units, but never looking to get into the huge amounts of units, right. That, that you see in um, for kind of the very large brands um, from a sustainable perspective, right. And, and also um, just being able to offer something really special and unique out Mm. there is important to me.
1: And you know, I'm I'm not one to you know lush on about fashion either. But um, yeah. gosh, I mean, the designs that you have, I absolutely love them. Like oh, I, I reckon they are going to go gangbusters. And oh, like <laughs> thank you, Bendy. They they they're so simple, but so luxurious. Simple, um, yes. And so they look so comfy. Um, and so colourful. So, you know, like I, I can just picture someone, you know, going out, you know, in LA somewhere high end and could be wearing something like that and actually stand out, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, that is my. Almost red know, carpet. I, was thinking about,
2: I mean, <laughs> thank you. And, but, you know, in my, the way I was thinking about this and, and it was, and I, cause of course this idea was like bubbling in my brain. I went back um, after my medical leave and my maternity leave, leave into the corporate world, um, which I had been in for about a decade or more. Um, and I was, um, you know, on zoom calls all day. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to have to do this, then I want to be wearing the brightest, most fabulous thing on this zoom call. And so my goal with this collection is that it's, and and with the brand in general is that they are, there, they are standout, um, outfits that you are definitely wearing and you are going to you are going to stand out amongst a crowd. I was wearing one actually in downtown LA um a few weeks ago and I will tell you I was the I was it's it's bright fuchsia and I was the brightest thing for miles oh, I bet. Um, <laughs> but it was I mean it's just it's so much fun it just brings a different energy. But I also wanted to make sure that they were wearable. So all the fabric I'm I'm using is all machine washable. So I'm a mom, I've got a toddler. Um, you know, I want to be able to provide clothes that are, that people will actually want to wear, right? And don't just stick away in their closet mm. for that one <clears> special occasion. So um, I just, but I just love the idea of seeing all of these people walking down the streets and these crazy bold patterned caftans and flowy jumpsuits. And um I just think it would it would make the world quite a, a bright, beautiful place.
1: It's almost a bit resort wear, isn't it? It's a little bit it is resort Yes. Wear, yeah. Exactly.
2: You could wear the resort, um, you know, you could wear it out to cocktails, but also it's like, you know, I like to wear it when I'm like doing the dishes and microwaving my son's chicken nuggets. So um <laughs> you know that's that's but that's me. It's not gonna be everybody, but um yeah, I um, it's. I think it's going to be really fun, and it's. Yeah. I'm. I hope to create something different and unique, and that when somebody looks in their closet and sees it, they get that light up of joy, right? And it's something that they love to put on and love to wear, and just makes them feel so luxurious and glamorous, even if they haven't showered in three days, <laughs> even if they've got a toddler running around, right? Um, and, and that's really my goal.
1: And I think, um, the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that it actually empowers women, doesn't it? Like you put that on, you feel like you feel so powerful, so
2: powerful. (laughs) And it's so funny, right? Because it is just the most simple garment, right? Hmm. But if you, I mean, I'm talking about the, the caftan in particular, but like the uh, jumpsuit does a similar thing, but I mean, you look at, I mean, caftans have been around across I mean, so many cultures, right? For millennia and millennia for both men and women. And there's a reason, right? It is such a simple, easy to wear garment, but it just gives you this, at least when I put one on, I just feel so glamorous, so chic, so powerful and that's how I want to feel all the time. Right. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why I I chose it that and, and the fact that it's incredibly comfortable as well. So I don't think you have to have one or the other.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for color, you know, like, um, I'm well known for wearing black a lot. Um, (laughs) and, um, so, you know, a lot of people say that says a lot about you. Um, but you know, like (laughs) when people wear color, it's almost a reflection of how their mind is um so you know i think it can only brighten your day like when you're wearing bright colors and people see you stand out it, it actually yeah. does something to your mindset as well
2: i i and there's all kinds of you know information and research on color theory and what the different colors do to your mood and um which is is just super fascinating but i agree and i think most people stay away from color right especially bold color I mean it's just easy right like you know your neutrals your blacks your navies those are easy to interchangeable et cetera. and I don't know after I think what I've been through I just decided that I don't care anymore right I just want to wear what I want to wear and I want to and that happens to be these bright bold colorful beautiful caftans and I hope that I can create something that that other people want to wear as
1: well yeah oh Yes. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Now, if people want to find out more and, and get their order in, where can they go? Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They can find me on Instagram and it is at Casa Danu. So that's C-A-S-A-D-A-N-U. And then just casadanu.com, um, where I've got my landing page up. So sign up absolutely for, um, my email newsletter. And that's where I send out the kind of the most the latest, the newest, when things are going to be launching, getting prepped. Um, you know, we're right now we're in our final kind of sampling stages. So what I like to call like my prototyping of each one of the styles um, and just like getting it, trying to get it absolutely perfect. We're testing it, seeing what works, what doesn't. Um, and then we're gearing up for kind of our big photo shoot in, in mid-April and then looking to un- launch the pre presale in, in early June.
1: Oh my gosh. You are going to
2: say Instagram (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Uh, I hope hope so. You know, you never, you never know. So it's just kind of like, I just got to, I think, follow my, I'm trying to just follow my, my vision and my, and my path and, and hope that I can make some people happy um, while I do that.
1: Guaranteed. (laughs) Now, before I let you go, I got the last big question for you. Of course. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, I would love to see people viewing other people, right. As, as kind of the beautiful kind of whole beings that they are. Right. I think that so much of where we're at in this world right now, and, and I'm speaking you know, from a a U.S. mindset, but I think that we can see this in in many areas, um, is highly antagonistic, right? And is assuming the worst of everybody else. Whereas I would suggest start to just assume the best first. Assume the best um, of the person that you're standing across from. Um, Treat them as kind of a, a, a beautiful human, right? That, um, that they are. Um, and I, I really do think that that would, that small shift, um, would help so much, um, in just kind of our, our world dynamic as we
1: see it right now. Mm, I love it. You know, I, I just had a conversation with someone recently and asked that question and, um, you know, it all, it all comes back to love. Yeah, it does. Pretty it much. It does. Yeah. Yep, it does. <laughs> if we focused a little more on that, we'd do a whole lot better.
2: We would do a whole lot better, a whole lot more. We'd be in a much different scenario from wars, from uh, climate, from, I mean, you name it. Um, and, you know, I think if we could, again, again, just assume the best in in that other person you're engaging with and start there, start with love um, we'd be in a much better spot.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kristen, it has been an absolute joy having you on the show. Ooh, Thank you so, so much <laughs> being a part of the ethical evolution. I can't wait to see these caftans.
2: Oh no. Well, I can't wait to share them with you, Bindi. And it has just been, um, such a pleasure and I've really enjoyed getting to know you and, uh, and being a part of this podcast and talking to your audience.
1: Thanks for listening to the ethical evolution podcast if you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electricast.
2: Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices.